Welcome to the Kramer Bros podcast. Today, a special treat for you. It's the old lion and the young lion, the Jedi and the Padawan. Micah Kramer, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here. Good to have you. Good to have you. Hey, man, since we got you on the show, we're talking high school, thumb, basketball, local. You're fresh out of high school ball. Not even 12 months ago, you were a high school basketball player. And yeah. so we are, um, we're going to dig into some of the local, the local basketball. I want to talk a little bit about some of the teams that you know very well. You're still really good friends with a lot of the current uh, high school basketball players in the Thumb area. And I've worked with a lot of uh, high school basketball players in the Thumb area. So are there any teams specifically that stand out to you um, that you kind of look back and you're kind of surprised or really impressed with how they've played this year? USA. Uh, my my home, I'm surprised with how they've done. Uh, I mean, I expected them to win league when Keegan Bixman was healthy, but after he got hurt, I was thinking that they would definitely lose to Bad X and they might lose to Reese, and they ended up losing to Reese once and uh, beat Bad X twice, which was a surprise for me. So I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty surprised about the way they've played and the way they've handled themselves uh, throughout the whole season with uh, having a very short bench. And I was also impressed with Reese in the game that they beat us, but they've also had some other bad losses. Um, but it looks like we're going to split league with them. So they've, they've done their part during conference play. That's for sure. Yeah. It seemed like Reese had some very strange, for those of you that are, um, have the listen from out of the thumb area, um, we're talking thumb area, high school basketball. So this would be, uh, if you take Michigan, Michigan's shaped like a mitten. If you take the thumb in there, that's the area of basketball that we're talking about. That's the area that we, we grew up in. Um, so the schools that we're, we're touching base on, I know we have a strong listener base in the thumb area. So we're touching base on some of those schools there. So USA and Reese in the greater thumb West conference, um, those two teams and, and bad X are generally the top three teams out of that conference And USA looks like they're winning. Don't quote me on it, but maybe their fifth straight conference championship, uh, which is crazy. Um, and they're sharing it with Reese, which, um, you know, it's been the first time in a while since USA's had to share. I know they don't, they don't like that, but I agree 100% with what you said. Um, I thought they could definitely win it with Keegan Bixman. You know, that's a program you just played for just last season. That's a team that I've worked with, you know, those guys since they were just, you know, nine and 10 years old, man, um, known them since they were kids. and when Keegan Bixman was, was out at to our camps this summer, I was very impressed. I mean, athletic, running the floor, dunking, physical, um, not afraid to, to mix it up, can defend, rebound. And he's got a solid skill set. You know, he's not just a body. You know, he, he can play the game. And so it was just really sad, even though they wound up winning the league, you just feel bad for a guy like that. You feel bad anytime somebody gets injuries, <clears throat> takes away from what they want to do. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely feel bad for him, especially after he missed football season uh, just a year before that too. So that's uh, he's had a 
pretty bad luck with injuries throughout his high school career. Yeah, yeah. The the other team that kind of stands out to me is the Kingston boys. Um, and not that, you know, they won the NCTL, they won the Stars division. Um, Coach Lester over there, you know, it's another school that I've been working with for, I think, the past six years. Been working over at Kingston. And I knew they were going to have a really good team. But right now, they're, as we're doing this podcast, I think they're 19 and 0. Mm-hmm. They've clinched the conference outright, which is a pretty big deal, especially when you got Flint Academy in there, who's always very, very tough. And Dryden is always very, very tr- tough. They beat them on a last second shot. Our boy Aaron Kaler hit the game winner, uh, clutch, ice in his veins. Um, and so, even though I knew Kingston was going to be really good, the fact that they've uh, been able to take a lot of hype. Um, Evan Neff, one of the best um, Division Four players in the state of Michigan, being a senior, they had a lot of pressure on them. The bullseye was, was on their back. And for them, with their senior leadership and coaching, to be able to, to take that, and as of right now, 19-0, is very impressive. What are your thoughts on the Kingston team? I know you know those guys really well. I like them a lot. I mean, I think they have a lot of guys with a very tough mentality, um, which you don't see a whole lot, but they also have just a ton of players who just know how to play the game. In high school and especially in the thumb, you get a lot of guys that might be um, strong but not very coordinated or – They work hard, but they aren't skilled. I think Kingston has a good mixture of both. They got even guys off the bench that just love basketball. And that's a really big deal to have with these small schools in the thumb. And uh, another great thing they got is a foreign exchange student. Ah, shoot. I'm not sure where he's from, but he is very good at scoring. Um, I had the opportunity to help out – with their fall league team over here in Mount Pleasant and uh, Evan Neff and uh, I'm going to get his name, but they were both on a team together and they're just buckets. They just know how to play the game. They know how to get their own while also feeding their teammates. And and it was a really good thing to see. And also their conference is uh, it's a, it's a good conference. I mean, I saw that Dryden was ranked in the top 10. Um, Flint might not be ranked in the top 10, but they're a top 10 talent. Um, even even if they might have a down year or whatever, that's still going to be a good program that, that could beat anybody in the area. And they've managed to, to beat them twice. And, and that's really impressive. That shows their discipline. That shows that they expect a lot out of themselves. And uh, I'm just very impressed. I, I wish they would uh, play our boys this year because that'd be a great game. That would be a great game. And um, another thing that's impressed me with, with Kingston is they're hungry. They're not satisfied. I think it would be easy for them to, to be satisfied in how they play. But um, Coach Lester, he gets a tough schedule every year. They play a lot of larger schools. They're, they're trying to seek those schools out. Um, and funny enough, he told me, he's like, it's tough for – us to get bigger schools on the schedule because they don't want to play us, you know, because it's kind of lose-lose for them. If they beat Kingston, it's like, yeah, well, you're supposed to. They're a smaller school, and then you lose to them. It's like, what are you doing losing to a smaller school? Um, But they're always on the hunt to play bigger, 
higher level talent. They've beat all those teams this year. Um, another interesting thing on the girls' side, I'm going to switch to the girls real quick, is um, the Carroll girls basketball team. I don't know how much you follow them as a team, but I know you do you're, You do know Adeline Moore well, one of the best freshmen in the state uh, yeah. for, for the Carroll girls team. And they won their first conference title. And I want to say, don't quote me on the exact number, but I want to say it was about 35 years since they won a conference championship. <laughs> and um, the reason I bring them up, one, that's a, that's a big deal. Two, that's another team that I worked with almost – you may not, this may not surprise you, but nearly every team that's won the league championship in the thumb I've worked with within the past year. Mm -hmm. Pretty crazy. Um, and, uh, they're another one of those, those teams where we, we had team camp with, with them and a good combination of young, energetic, uh, coaching with, with coach Jay. You got to have a coach that has kind of a fire about him that wants to, to change the culture, change the landscape, he does. Um, and then being able to have seniors that are tough, that can play. Um, and then you get a, a dynamic player like like Adeline Moore. And things went quick. The, the sparks kind of kind of went quick. And before you know it, just like that, they're league champs. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know um, all the players on the Carroll girls team, but I do know Adeline. And I was able to coach her at Bayshore camp and also about you working with the teams that, that are winning these conference championships. A lot of the best players on those teams you've been working with individually for even longer than, than that. So that's a, uh, that's pretty cool too. And, and also back to me coaching Adeline, we did at Bayshore a three on three um, and it was mixed. So it was boys and girls on the same teams and she was my team's best player and she's playing against boys who are a year older than her um, and playing against dudes that are over six feet tall, bigger, stronger, playing against other girls, playing against Shay um, Tripp, who's very good, going to be probably a division two basketball player and. Or division and, one. I mean, she's or division one. She could easily yeah. be division one too. Yep. Whichever one she chooses. Um, and Adeline was more than capable of handling her own. And she was bullying a lot of people. She was shooting. She was getting rebounds. She was posting up people that were taller than her, people that were stronger than her. And, and it was ridiculous. I, I just didn't realize how good she was until that day. And I didn't know um, that Carol might have some other good players because I knew that Reese was really good the year before. Um, one of their good girls left, uh, went to Frankenmuth, and but I still didn't think Carol would be able to jump onto the scene that quick. And I don't know, they ended up uh, sweeping them, right? So I just thought that yeah, was really so. yeah, that's impressive. Um, and then there's there's some, the so that was the GTW, the league champion in the GT East for the girls is the Ugly Girls basketball program. And I don't even know if you used, um, knew this, but we ran team camp for them as well. And they have, uh, you know, Co Coach Leiprant there, who's a really good coach. He used to coach on the boys' side with his sons. Now he's coaching his daughter on the girls' side. And, um, you know, when they 
when we got together um, to, to work with his varsity crew this past summer, you know, I definitely saw potential. Um, but, but the work that that team and the coaching staff has done to turn that potential into much more of a finished product by the time the season rolls around, you know, hats off to, to them. Um, I guess, so we're just talking some Kingston boys, USA boys, uh, Carroll girls, Ubley girls. Those are basically entire programs that, you know, I've had the chance to, to work with. And I know you've been around for a lot of those. And like you said, that's not including all the individual players that have had success from around the thumb. But as a player that I've trained myself, you, why, why do you think that, you know, it translates to the team success and not just the individual success of the basketball training that we do? Um, <clears throat> well, because you teach a lot of values. You teach about um, serving others. You teach about what you can do to be a better teammate. Um, just anything that you can do to win. And winning is so much more than just an individual skill and an individual thing. And if you don't know that by now, then you're not going to win very much. Um, and so when you approach your drills with that mindset of the, the skills that I'm doing are going to make me be a better teammate because this me working on my footwork so I can get in the lane. Yeah. That's going to be able to get me a bucket but also that's going to make the, the defense shift for the next time I drive so I can create for a teammate. So really um, all those, all those individual skills that we might do at camp can be used to help out your team just as much as they can be used to help out your game. And also the values that you teach at the same time will be able to help you with, with your leadership on the team. We'll be able to help you with how you communicate with your coach um, and just also we'll be able to help you with, if you want to make it to the next level, you're going to need those individual skills and the coaches like to see if you're a good teammate and the, the coaches recruit players that win games. So, um, being selfless is probably the best way to win. So that's kind of a, a must have, if you want to be a next level player. You make two great points. I think the, the focus on the skill development. I'm a real detail guy, especially when it comes to basketball. I nerd out on all, all those little things, those, those little tiny things that can make you a better player. And in large part, because that's what it took for me to play pro basketball, all the little stuff. Um, and then, like you said, it's not just individual work that we're doing at our camps. We're trying to give the whole framework for how that individual skill set can apply into helping your team perform better during the season. That's also what we preach to the coach. But just as importantly as what you mentioned is that mindset, that winning mentality, right? And, you know, if you, you're not going to be a winner unless you carry yourself like a winner, right? You're not going to win a championship unless that becomes a part of who you are inside. And it doesn't mean you're going to win the championship because you carry yourself like that way. But if you don't carry yourself that way, it guarantees that you won't. And so it's extremely important that we carry ourselves like a winner. We, we carry ourselves in, in a way that we know if we continue that, it's going to produce success, not just in basketball, but, but in life. And the only other thing that I would add to that, and this is a big one, is the word trust. 
It's the word trust. And when I'm working with a player or a coach or an entire team, what I try to make sure that they understand is you got to trust me. Okay. This can't be just a good workout where you're getting a sweat in. This can't be, you're just um, doing the drill, but you're not paying attention to the details. You got to trust me that I'm not wasting my voice, that everything that I say, I've already thought about. There's a reason that I'm saying it and I'm saying it because I know it can help your game and the players that, and the teams that buy in and trust, they end up getting better results and many times um, outperforming maybe the expectations that other people have for them. That's because they trust. It's because there's a big buy-in and then they consistently are able to, to work on not just the skill development aspect, but like you talked about that mentality, how you carry yourself, those things go on and on and on. Now there's a couple other things I want to touch base with before, before we finish our podcast. Um, Last year, you were a high school basketball player, point guard. You guys went undefeated. Um, the year before that, you guys went undefeated. And so what do you think is the biggest challenge for uh, a thumb area team, boys or girls, to be able to play at a level that is among the best in the state? Because we all know that the thumb doesn't necessarily get the respect that they deserve. And I've had uh, college coaches come out to West Michigan when they were recruiting Isaiah Williamson. You know, Kalamazoo coach, he's coming to the Reese game. He's like, wow, I never thought the basketball out here was that good. And I'm like, yeah, man, it is. Right. And, and there's plenty of per capita. There's plenty of kids that can play basketball at some level of, of college, but they're not necessarily being seen. And they have to really work hard to get on the AAU circuit in order to be seen because the coaches aren't going to come out to the thumb and watch them. What are your thoughts on any of those things that I just touched on? Well, to be respected at a high level. Yeah. It's, it's pretty tough coming from a, an area like this. I remember when I played AAU, um, a lot of my AAU teammates were saying like, Oh, your, your school is small. You guys would just, you guys would get killed by my team. And, and they would have a very mediocre class A or class B team and we're a top 10 class C team. And I'm like, no, no, we'd kill you. And, and one, excuse me, one of those guys was from Saginaw Heritage. And I just always remembered him saying that. And then uh, I saw that my senior year, they uh, lost by double digits to Sanford Meridian and Sanford didn't even have their starting point guard that game. And, and Sanford's a little bit bigger than USA, but I just, that kind of made me laugh just to see some of these schools that get you guys out. beat them. Yeah. And we beat Sanford. Yeah. Um, not my senior year, my junior year really wish we would have played in my senior year, but anyways, um, yeah, we, we don't get much respect, but, um, for a, a school like ours to, to gain attention, maybe in the top 10, top five rankings, you have to be extremely disciplined and you can't really afford to have a bad loss. Um, because if you lose, if you lose many games in our area, um, teams or people will count you out a lot. 
because they assume that you're not super good. Oh, your conference isn't super good. So if you lose two conference games, there's no way you're top 10 teams. So it was important for us to make sure we took care of business, um, make sure we stayed as disciplined as possible to beat the bad teams by a lot and beat the good teams and not give away multiple games. And that was something that we made sure to do. We made sure to never play to the level of our competition. Um, if we were playing a, I'm not going to say any names, but if we were playing a really bad team, we were going to treat them like it was the league championship. We were going to treat them like it was the district championship. And we were going to play as hard as we possibly could until coach brought us out. So that way, when we play a, a team that has a lot more talent, we're already prepared. We're already at that same level. And we've already gotten reps at that intensity. Um, so basically just doing what you can with the schedule that you have is super important and just trusting the coach. Um, we didn't have enough talent to be selfish. We didn't have enough talent to um, kind of go off and do our own thing and not trust the coach. So we decided that we were only going to be as good as the coach allows us to be, which was good because he's one of the best coaches in the state. And we all had an understanding that we're only going to be as good as we are collectively. Um, and that mindset is what made our defense so good. We just took pride in, in locking down other teams. My senior year, our tallest guy was 6'2", and we had a lockdown defense. We had defensive player of the year, Nash Morton, and he would be up in your grill at half court because he knew that if his guy goes by him, we're going to have his back. And, and the guy is up there with Nash in his grill and he looks past him and he sees our whole team in our gaps and our help defense. And he's thinking, if I do get by this defender, that's in my grill, there is no way I'm going to score because I see this wall of defenders on me. So just having that demoralizing defense, um, that, that discipline, no matter the game, that buying into what the coach says at, at any moment and maybe sacrificing some stats and, and some fancy shots that a lot of players like to shoot or, or just showing off. We, we sacrificed all of that um, to put uh, together a collective effort. And I feel like that is what, that is what will get you into the rankings. That is what will get you respected because there's a lot of good players in the state that can do a lot of fancy stuff that have a lot of losing records. Um, we don't care about those players. Um, we just wanted to win. And just buying into to the group is what allowed us to do that. Yeah, and it's it's funny because you're doing as a as a thumb area team, you're doing everything that you can. You can only beat the teams on your schedule. So you know there's gonna be a lot of thumb teams. And similar to Coach Lester and Kingston, Coach Gainforth has told me teams don't want to come out to USA and play. Right? He's putting the word out, bigger schools, let's go, or let's do a a home and home or something like that. They don't want to come out to USA. Why? Cause, cause they know they're legit. Right. But it's tough to get that combined with the, the travel. Cause the thumbs not, you're not passing through the thumb. It's a yeah. peninsula on a peninsula. So um, it's, it's really difficult for teams outside of the area to get in, um, which also makes it difficult for um, them to kind of get the statewide respect. But the thing that I always, you know, if I go to elite camps, 
if I go out to West Michigan and I'm talking with coaches, you know, and I, I like to use USA as an example because they've kind of been the, the, the main pillar of thumb basketball uh, recently is, you know, who are the teams that you lost to, you know? Well, Flint Beecher lately. Everybody respects Flint Beecher, right? They're one of the top teams, not just in Class C, but in the entire state. Well, if that's the team that's taking you out of the state tournament every year or you're beating them like you did a couple years ago, you should get the respect. It's not like you're losing to one random team, the next random team, the next random team every single year. No, arguably one of the top five teams in the state every single year in Flint Beecher. That's the one who more often than not lately has been taking you out in regionals. But because it's a region and you don't get to occasionally go to the Breslin, like maybe some other rural brackets have set up where they're not playing um, a Flint area or a Detroit area school that early in the tournament, like the some area teams are, you know, then, then among the state, you can kind of hear that team's name. You hear it a little longer. You hear it a little more often when people are paying attention to the whole high school basketball landscape, which is generally in the final four when, when you're going to, um, you know, in the semis playing for a state title, you know, and USA has only made it there, there once. Um, but it's not because they're not at that level that some of the teams that are making it that far is simply because the best of the best is in your region of the state. So it's tough to, it's tough to get out of there. Um, and if you do that, then you have to play a Detroit team next. And, yep. you know, that's just the way it goes. My, I think of my senior year, my senior year, um, the first round of regionals, they had the bracket switched. So we had to play a Northern Detroit district in our first uh, regional game. And so we played Royal Oak Shrine, Royal Oak Shrine, was like 18 and two. One of their losses was to Detroit DePoris, who was ranked number one, all classes. And then the other loss that they had that year was to like a big class A school. And now they're coming to play at USA in the regional. And we beat them. Like it was a really close game, but we beat them. So we knocked out one of the Detroit schools in our region. And then who would we play next? Saginaw winner of the Saginaw district. Well, how good was the greater thumb conference that year? We played Reese, right? Because they beat Carlton. They beat Buena Vista who won the state title the year before that. And then Reese beat them in their district. And then, and then um, we beat Reese who was really one of the better, better teams I thought in the state that year. And then we go into um, the quarterfinal and then we lose to, you know, DePoris, who's ranked number one, all classes, you know, never made it to, to the Breslin. Yet we had to go through a Detroit team already, a Saginaw team already. And then we we're going to play another Detroit team. Um, it's just tough to get out of our region. But if you're just beating the teams in your area, you're still not getting the respect. And so it's just kind of lose-lose sometimes. But I don't think that you can get frustrated. You can only play the teams on your schedule. And I think teams like Kingston, USA, many of those schools do a really good job of it. Um, before we close, I want to talk a little bit about your individual players. So um, 
I'm going to throw a few names out there, Mike. You could throw a few names out there, but I want to throw a few names out of the best players in the thumb that we've trained. Um, Zach York, he's in the running for thumb player of the year. Evan Neff in the running for thumb player of the year. Landon Zimmer in the running for thumb player of the year. All these guys are absolute studs. Um, Zach and Evan are going to play basketball at the college level as well. Um, I know there's a kid out of Cross Lex who's in the running for Thumb Player of the Year. Uh, Soper, I believe, is his last name. I know they're good. I, I can't say anything about it because I haven't haven't seen him play. It's kind of the one of the top players, and maybe the only one of the top players in the Thumb that I haven't worked with personally. What are your thoughts on on any of that? Do you want to take a pick or just kind of say something about those guys? I know you're friends with all of them. And I know. Also, I don't know anything about about Croslex. I see that they're ranked number one for our area. Um, that's pretty impressive. Um, I do want to say something about Zach York. He he's just a good all around player. I was on his team in fall league, and he's been he's put up some monster numbers because he will get rebounds on both sides. Um, he's not super tall for a for a college athlete, but he's got some pretty long arms that. Um, they kind of sneak up on you. Um, and he's got a good shot, a good all around game. And he's just, he's just a monster. Um, so I could see him getting player of the year. Um, I also saw that Beecher is in their district, which is kind of, kind of upsetting to me. Um, but I hope that they just give him their best shot and just go all out at him. And I hope he plays a great game. I respect him a lot on and off the court and also Evan Neff. I think Evan Neff is probably the best hooper on that list. He can he can just go out and play. You could probably put him on any team, and he's going to go make that team better. Same with Zach York, but they'll both do it in different ways. Uh, Landon Zimmer, he's just he's just a guy that he'll he can miss five in a row and it won't phase him. He's just going to go. He's going to keep putting them up, and he's going to do whatever he can to put his team in the best position to win. The, the game's never over when he's on the floor. Um, but if I had to pick my top two, it'd be, it'd be Zach or Evan. Um, they've just both really impressed me with their all-around game this year. Yeah, and a kid like, you know, Evan, who's, who's had been kind of under the spotlight since he was a freshman, to be able to play as well as he has this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, Zach could make any team better. You know, the, the role that he has with his team. He's got to score a lot. He's got to rebound a lot. Um, and so he's done that. But when you see him play, his game is much bigger than that. He, he can make plays. He can do a lot of different things. But the ability for Zach, Evan, Landon, those guys are filling the role that best helps their team to have success. And that's, that's a big reason why I really like all those guys. Um, and I've known Evan and Landon, been working with them since I think they're nine years old. Um, and then Zach, I, I've gotten to know uh, recently, and I've been really impressed with him as well. And then on the girl side, um, I haven't worked with as many girls on the thumb, in the thumb area specifically. Um, but it's going to be tough not to have Adeline Moore, even though she's only a freshman, not win player of the year, um, which would be crazy. And we've had Adeline Moore at our thumb pride camps and our Bayshore basketball camps for years. And, um, you know, the fact that they won a, a league title and she was the best player on that team, it'd be interesting to see if she can win the first of maybe even four 
uh, film player of the of the year awards. Um, before we go, I wanted to give a shout out to a couple other teams that we've worked with that have won league titles. Um, the Perrysburg Boys Program down in Ohio, um, NLL, one of the best conferences in the state of Ohio. They won their league title. Um, known Coach Boyce and those guys for a long time. Um, the Ravana Boys basketball team where Coach Justin Johnson used to coach out of USA. Now it's coached by Courtney Kemp out of USA. Um, I've been running camps nearly every year out in Ravenna and seeing those guys and that program turn around from a below 500 team now to one of the top ranked teams in Class C. Um, and then the Otsego girls basketball team um, down in Ohio, the NBC Northern Buckeye Conference, they also won their league title. People ask me, like, you also work with girls? I'm like, yeah, man. Of course we work with, with girls, right? What's wrong with girls? I, I got two girls myself. Of, you know, girls are awesome. Um, of course we work with girls basketball players. They got game too. And um, and so to see some of their success has been, been really cool. Um, so congratulations to all of those teams, to all of those players finish the season strong as you're kind of in districts or heading into districts now. And Micah also, best wishes to you as uh, – your end of your league tournament for mid Michigan today. Yeah, thank you. Anything you want to say to wrap it up? Uh, good luck to all the teams uh, heading into playoffs. Uh, just play within yourself. Uh, don't do anything out of character and invest in the team. I love it. I love it. Hey, if, if, if we know you well, and we kind of forgot about you in this podcast to mention, you know, our apologies. Don't feel bad. We're, we're human. Make plenty of mistakes. That's the first of many mistakes I'm sure I'll make today. But I, we wish you guys all the best. As Micah said, go hard, go all out, do your best, hold nothing back. No regrets. Peace.